Hi, welcome to episode 19. Today I'm answering the question, how do you prepare your child for a new sibling? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. This is Danae. This is a question and answer style podcast. I would love for you to submit your questions at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. And if you have other questions or concerns that you're interested in working one-on-one with, I also have coaching services available. You can visit simplefamilies.com slash coach and find out more about those there. And a quick plug for something going on on the blog. In March, I'm going to be launching the Toy Detox We did this last year and it was a great success. What it is, is a program for families to declutter their toys. So I walk you through step-by-step in how to choose the best toys for your kids, how to prepare them for this change, and how to make a play space for your kids to thrive. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that so you can go ahead and sign up there. You can find the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 19. Okay, so let's get right to it. This week, I had an identical question coming in from two different listeners. So George and Beth both wrote in the same questions. They are both expecting their second child soon, and they are looking to prepare the first child for the birth of the sibling. Both of them, coincidentally, are going to be 20 months apart. The siblings will be 20 months apart. George writes that his older child comprehends more and more every day. He's looking for advice on how to start preparing the older child for the fact that there's going to be the younger sibling in the home. Um, and likewise, Beth is looking for the same thing. And she also wants to know, what can I expect as a normal response from my older daughter? I wanted to first say congratulations to both of you. This is a very exciting and big change coming up in your lives. I have a three-year-old and my daughter's just about to be one next week. So it's not been that long since we've made this change ourselves. So I want to start with giving you a few concrete things that you can do to get the kids ready and then just sort of give some of my words of wisdom. And then I'm going to end by telling you the one thing that I wish that I would have been told before I had my second child. So the first thing that I would recommend is books. And by books, I mean children's books. So there are numerous new baby books out there. Now, I wouldn't probably recommend choosing a book about pregnancy because if you're already pregnant, your kid's already kind of understanding that. I'd really focus with books on how the new baby is going to come into the house. So pictures of a baby and a toddler or a baby and a preschooler. Most importantly, I would be sure to choose a book that represents the same type of feeding method that you plan to use. So if you plan to bottle feed your baby or breastfeed your baby, make sure that you pick a book that depicts that so you're teaching your child about that. Because in the first weeks and months, really in the first year, babies spend so much time feeding that this is really something that we need to be talking to kids about is that the baby takes milk and the baby takes milk all the time. And you're going to find that that's probably the most difficult time of the day when you have the second baby is you're you're feeding the baby and you have the toddler as well. And the toddler tends to get a little bit jealous or they don't know how to occupy themselves. 
So my second suggestion would be to prepare the older child for more independent play or have a plan for what you're going to do with the older child when you're feeding the baby and when you're putting the baby down to bed, if you're having to rock rock the baby and that sort of thing. So in the early months of our baby's life, she had a hard time getting down to sleep and she was a really light sleeper. So we used a lot of white noise in her room. It sounded like the cockpit of an airplane. It was so loud and it helped her sleep, but it also helped to drown out the noisy kid that was running around the house as well. But while I was in there with her, either nursing her or rocking her and getting her down for her nap and white noise was going so loud that I couldn't hear what my son was doing outside of the room when he was out there. So that's why I recommend having a plan for what you're going to do with your older child while you are consumed with the baby. One of the things that we did was that we bought an extra wide rocking chair. So I call it the rocker built for three because it very nicely fit me and the baby and the toddler at the same time. Sometimes when I was nursing or rocking her, he would just kind of sit next to me and lay next to me. And there was room for plenty of room for all of us. We also made a little reading corner in the nursery as well. So we put some pillows down and had a couple shelves with low books. Um, And then I had a couple of quiet toys in the ottoman in front of the rocker. And I'll put a link to the rocker in the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 19. So you can see what I'm talking about there. So I found that to be really helpful, designing the nursery for the older child in mind. So having space in the rocking chair and having a reading corner and having a couple of quiet toys in the room so that he could be in the room with me sometimes. We also have a gated play space in our house. So the playroom has a gate on it. And while I don't close it that often, it does come in really handy during times like this when I needed to go for 20 minutes and take care of the baby. And I needed to know that my son had plenty of things to occupy himself, but at the same time was safe as well. If you don't have a plan for what you're going to do with the older child while you're consumed with the younger child, then it can easily turn into an abundance of screen time. And if you do try to limit screen time, it's good to have a plan for something else. Now is really the time, if you're not already, to start building those independent play skills to give your kid plenty of time to be playing by themselves and to really embrace that. But ultimately, I don't really think you can prepare a kid for this. I think that you can do some things to plan ahead, but when the change comes, it's going to be really shocking and really dramatic and really difficult for everyone. If it's not, consider yourself very lucky, but the reality is this is a big deal. So I want to share a story about when I brought my daughter home from the hospital. My son was two years and three months or somewhere around there, and he's just the kindest, sweetest little boy who was never even in the slightest way a bit aggressive. And one of the first days after we were home, he was upset about something and being too, it was a pretty typical reaction. It wasn't anything too serious. Um, But I was sitting back in my bedroom and he came back and was a little bit upset. And then he ran out of the room and ran across the house and went to the kitchen got into the kitchen drawer and pulled out the lemon zester, which is sort of the equivalent of a long metal stick. And he brought it back to the bedroom and he hit me with it. And then he broke down and started sobbing and crying. 
And now your first reaction as a parent might be that if your kid hits, they need discipline or they need consequences. But in this situation, it was very clear that he needed a hug. And since that time in this first year of his sister's life, which has been such a big adjustment for him, I've really tried to follow my intuition when I see misbehavior out of him. And there has been so many occasions that he really has needed a hug, that his emotions are really out of control and he's having a hard time pulling it all together. So even if you're tempted to feel like you need to put these limits and structures and discipline into place, Understand that this is a very emotional, very vulnerable time in the life of your child, in the life of your family, and give them some grace and give yourself some grace in dealing with these situations. So I'm going to end with one take home, which is I want to share with you what I wish I would have known before I had my second child. And that is, I wish I would have known how hard it was going to be on my marriage. After our first baby, my husband and I spent a lot of time just sort of sitting and staring at him and just oogling over every little tiny thing that he did. And we did it together. But then we had two kids. And when you have two kids, it becomes divide and conquer. So sort of man-on-man defense. So there were a lot of days for a lot of months that it felt like we were moving in two separate directions. Because we were. He had one kid and I had the other. But this is something that has gotten so much better with time. So just like you're going to give extra patience and grace to your child in handling these situations, I recommend that you do the same with your spouse as well because big changes are coming and they're beautiful and wonderful changes, but there's going to be things that everyone needs to adjust to. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number 19 and please tune into the show notes if you want links to any of the things that I talked about today. So simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 19. And I look forward to talking with you all soon. If you have a chance, please hop over to iTunes and leave a rating for this show. Thank you. Thank you.